People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 125 of the Motor City HDJ podcast entitled Masks, Events, and Vaccines. Oh my! Good to have you aboard for another episode of the podcast. This time around, we are in the thick of a country that is beginning to get vaccinated for COVID-19. And I wanted to take this episode to talk about the impact that will have on 2021's events and, and moving forward. We're going to get into it. There's a lot to unpack. Of course, the podcast, the only sponsor of the podcast, E2i Design. Find them on social media at E2i Design or on their website, E2iDesign.com. But right now, it's time for the podcast. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for being with me. Hopefully, you had a great St. Patrick's Day. It is I, your DJ, Brett Cummins. Welcome back. Yes, hopefully you had a great St. Paddy's Day. Nothing for me. I stayed in, still doing my part to slow the spread of COVID, right? So uh, quick update, lots of great things happening in the world right now for me, your DJ, and the rest of the Motor City HDJ family here. Uh, Baby Olivia will be here in two months, and so we're getting anxious to meet her. She is so excited. (laughs) to be coming soon because, well, she's just kicking the heck out of her mom. So we are so thrilled to get to meet her here in a couple months. Uh, Of course, March Madness started, and luckily, I picked Michigan to win it all. Uh, As of this recording, my bracket is already busted with Ohio State and Purdue being knocked out early. Looks like it's going to be a rough go for the Big Ten, so I'm really hoping teams like Wisconsin can hold on Uh, Yeah, I've got Michigan going all the way, so we'll see how they do for me. Uh, What else is going on? Ah, yes, I will soon be buying up and upgrading the old Malibu to an SUV. And for those of you that have seen me at an event before and have wondered, how do you do it? Well, it's very simple. It's Tetris. You just fit everything into a Malibu like Tetris. It's a piece of cake. Uh, But yeah, it's time. And so your DJ needs bigger wheels, and that's what I'll be doing here pretty uh, pretty soon. So good stuff on the horizon for me and Motor City HDJ. Uh, even more encouraging, though, is that at the time of this episode, and uh, very candidly, I am recording this episode. It is Saturday, March 20th. You might be listening to this at a later date and time, and that's quite all right. But as of today, Saturday, March 20th at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Uh, We are sitting at 118 million doses of the COVID vaccines which have been administered, which is a really, really big deal. And specifically, 42 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is even bigger of a deal because this is now 42 million people in the country that are completely good as far as COVID is concerned. And that's that number represents about 12.78 percent of the people in The country. And so, of course, that number is growing every day. Uh, Michigan specifically has been given, uh, rather, has given almost 4 million doses. uh, So, 3.59 million 
of those doses uh, in the country have been given in the state of Michigan, and 1.3 million people have been fully vaccinated here. And of course, that number uh, is growing. It also um, happens to be right around that number, about that 13.7% of the state's population has been vaccinated. So we're trending to have more people on average vaccinated than in the country. So that's a pretty big thing because, of course, Michigan, we were on a great track to begin with, and then we fell off the wagon. And now Dr. Fauci's like, hey, y'all need to take it easy. So, uh, you know, we are we are getting there. We're heading in the right direction. But the biggest thing of note is that Michigan is actually ninth in total percentage of people fully vaccinated. So that is huge. And to see that number grow is even more encouraging. Now, I never intended for this podcast to turn into a medical information show, but COVID has affected every industry in the world. And since it has hit the wedding and event industry just in the gut, I think it's relevant for me to discuss it here. And really, any industry that involves face-to-face contact with people has been through hell and back over the last year. And I share those vaccination stats with you because it's important to know that we're headed in the right direction. And I'm pleased to report as of March 16th, I, your DJ, have received my first dose of the vaccine as well. And I'll just tell you, I was able to uh, get scheduled for round one of the Moderna vaccine. I'll talk more about that in a a bit, but uh, I do have round two scheduled for April. So by the time you see me, I will have been fully vaccinated for COVID. And so uh, I'm I'm very encouraged by that. I won't lie. uh, I I won't lie to you, though. I was a bit overwhelmed by that whole experience. Uh, It was a good it was a good thing. I mean, I was overwhelmed in a good way, but it really made me realize how much we've been through over the past year. So I'm excited to be doing my part to slow the spread of COVID-19. And, and however you view vaccinations, I urge you to consider doing the same. Uh, so far, like as, you know, as far as the injection goes, the, um, the actual process, the only side effects I've experienced are just pain at the injection site and, and some slight fatigue. But uh, for now, it's, it's smooth sailing. And I've talked with other vendor friends of mine who will soon be vaccinated. And, and we all feel the same excitement and just overwhelming joy to be able to work safely and um, bring you tons of happiness on your big day. Whatever your event is, we want to do it safely. And so we're thrilled for that and excited about that opportunity. Uh, With that, what I want to do is just use my time here that you're listening to me. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in to the Motor City HDJ podcast. I want to use this time to dive deeper into how the vaccine will play a part in all of our events this year. And I think the biggest question right now is, how will the vaccine affect my event or wedding? And what does it mean now that we're seeing more people actually getting vaccinated? Um, So I'm breaking this down in a few parts. I want to talk about the timeline. I want to talk about what the vaccine means for wedding and events, weddings and events rather. Uh, I want to talk specifically about March and April and May, uh, you know, June and beyond, of course, uh, talk more in detail about, oh, you know, specifics around the vaccines and then, you know, getting vaccinated before your event and and, and, uh, share a final thought with you as well. So as we dive in, the first place we should look really is to, to understand how we got here. And to do that, we need to look at where we've been. So to walk it back, this is how we've progressed 
to where we are. So today's March 20th that I'm recording this. Most recently, on March 8th of this year, the CDC issued new guidance for vaccinated people, and they outlined a first step, as it were, toward getting back to how things used to be. And the biggest takeaway from this is really for us event industry folks. You know, it gives us a better idea and a clearer picture of how to return safely. Uh, The CDC's official announcement said this, and I quote, fully vaccinated people will be allowed to gather indoors with other fully vaccinated people without wearing masks or social distancing. So if you're playing along at home, this means that people who are vaccinated can hang out and party with other people who are vaccinated unmasked. Now, does that mean we should throw caution to the wind? Probably not, but it does allow for more freedom to do what we used to. And again, that's huge. You're going to hear me say, you're going to hear me use that word a whole lot throughout this because it is really a huge deal that we're making progress. Now, keep in mind that the term fully vaccinated totally depends on when a person is first vaccinated and then, of course, which vaccine they were given because each vaccine has its own timeline, right? So uh, those are some things to consider. Uh, So walking it back again, March 2nd of 2021, the president said every adult in America will be vaccinated by the end of May. Now, without diving too deep into the political pool here, this is also a big deal because the vaccine is becoming more and more accessible and it's free which is another huge milestone. So to, to, to say this is the, the time by when every adult in America should be vaccinated, you know, this is March, that's May. So over the next two months, that means 300 and some odd plus million people in the world should be vaccinated by, um, uh, from COVID-19 rather. So that's, that's huge. Big, big deal. Uh, going back further, February 27th, Johnson & Johnson, gets their FDA approval, and uh, they they made their plan of being able to vaccinate 20 million people in the U.S. Uh, they made that evident with their first production run of their vaccine. And I, I know a few people who have received this version of the vaccine, and its big draw is that it's single serving, right? So you only need the one dose for it to be effective. But it also comes with some wicked side effects from what I've been told. And so actually a former groom of Motor City HDJ happened to be one of those that received this Johnson & Johnson Johnson and Johnson vaccine, rather. And he said uh, it, it put him on his butt for a few days. So just consider which vaccine, if you're going to do that, just consider which one you're going to use. Uh, you know, the obviously the FDA gave... Johnson and Johnson, their EUA or emergency use authorization, and it was officially the third available type of vaccine on the market. So more vaccines just means we can get over this whole COVID thing a whole lot quicker. So uh, hopping over the the new year mark there on December 18th of last year, the FDA gave another EUA to Moderna for their vaccine, and and of course their product uh, would be a two dose vaccine taken a month apart. And then December 11th, going back one more week, Pfizer would become the first company to release a COVID-19 vaccine. So their EUA, same deal, would be granted for their two-dose product as well. Uh, very brief history lesson on COVID vaccination. So no matter no matter your view on vaccinations, it's just truly a giant moment that after a year of all of this that we've been dealing with, that we now have vaccinations capable of protecting all of us. 
Now, what does the vaccine mean for weddings and events? Well, that announcement we heard on March 8th was a big deal, right? We're, we're clearly moving in the right direction. The numbers are promising, and it seems that more and more people are comfortable trusting the science that says we can beat this thing. Uh, but how will it affect our weddings and events this year? Now, the trouble is that the CDC hasn't been known to use the most down-to-earth language. I'll just tell you that in preparation for this episode, it it's truly like reading a foreign language. To my, to the best of my knowledge and understanding, here is a quick summary of what their most recent guidelines uh, have to say. And there's a few different parts to this, but it kind of goes in in order of um, you know vaccinated to not vaccinated, right? So. Ideally, event guests of yours that are vaccinated can hang out with other vaccinated guests unmasked without social distancing. So you've got a guest with round, you know, two rounds and two rounds. They can hang out with no mask and be comfortable. OK, now vaccinated event guests can get together in small groups or with unvaccinated guests from one household that are at low risk for severe COVID-19 infection without wearing masks or using social distancing. So basically, it's going back to the whole mask thing, right? We said if two people wear a mask, obviously that's the ideal situation. If only one person wears a mask, you know, you've still got some protection there. Uh, kind of the same on the, on the same vein there. Uh, the CDC is also saying that vaccinated guests don't need to quarantine or test following known exposure to COVID if they're not showing symptoms. Okay, so that's another thing to keep in mind as well. And then obviously vaccinated guests should still wear masks where they can. They should maintain their distances and use common sense preventive measures when socializing with unvaccinated friends and family from multiple households and groups. Really here, friends, the idea is just that we got to just keep using common sense. The bottom line, you know, we've been doing it for a year. What's another few months until we know for sure where we, you know, uh, where we need to be? Uh, one thing of note I will say is that the CDC also suggested uh, avoiding medium and large size in-person gatherings. Now, here's the problem. They suggested the general language says avoid medium and large size in-person gatherings. So they didn't really specify what specify rather what the size should be. However, since we're here in Michigan, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services did. They gave us the guideline. And until April 19th, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, if you want access to this information, just head over to MotorCityHDJ.com. Scroll down just a little bit. There's a red section. You can't miss it. Click on the COVID information icon there, and this document, literally just reading this verbatim from their document, uh, will have that information. But until April 19th, the MDHHS recommends an attendance limit of up to 25 people at an indoor gathering and up to 300 people at an outdoor gathering. Now, there's also uh, percentage capacity limits as well as it regards venues with um, non-fixed seating. So there's a whole big thing there. But I'm going to go on a limb and say just generally you can expect your venues to stick by that. I, I would I would imagine that's what's going to happen. So since the Department of Health and Human Services is re recommending an attendance limit of up to 25 people indoors, you know, we're probably going to be doing a lot more outdoor tented events this year, <laughs> if I'm being completely uh, candid with you. So, hey, here's to hoping all of my events are outdoors. Uh, yeah, why not? Tented receptions are fun. Tented events and outdoor events are great. So, interestingly enough, that actually leads me 
to my next point. So regarding events this year, in March, April, and May. My first event won't be until May. And while that may be true for me, you may know someone who's looking to have their event in April, as an example. So the general consensus is that to do an event safely, even though we're making progress, it's probably better to still push events back. It's just too close to call right now. I mean, we saw what happened last year when we thought Michigan had it under control, right? just for us to be pushed back on the progress meter. It was no fun for anyone. It hurt everyone. I remember those conversations, those last minute brides and grooms stressed out because we had to move the events to another area or to an outdoor tented reception, right? Uh, I had a few couples shift their weddings up to Traverse City as an example. Uh, we did a few October weddings outdoors. It was getting a little chilly, but hey, uh, the cold, <laughs> the the breeze made it easier to dance outside. Yeah, but really, I mean, we know a pandemic wedding is totally doable. We know this. All of your vendors have figured out how to do this for the most part, and we've all got backup plans and contingencies in place. At least for me, I mean, I I can speak for some folks that I know, but we're. We're going to be flexible with you in order to keep you on the books. We do not want to lose you as our client. And truly, looking at the big picture, it will most likely be the last part of spring into the summer when we're seeing a good majority of people getting vaccinated and that those vaccinations are rolling out to everyone beyond essential, essential workers, first responders, and high-risk patients. It's going to take time. And I know that's not what you want to hear but it's going to take time. The biggest thing will be vaccine production and distribution. If these companies can continue pushing out their product and it's getting to everyone quickly, then we'll be smooth sailing in no time. Now, for those of you with events in either late May or June and beyond, you'll probably still need to evaluate the big picture, but not as bad as late spring, as it were. I'm going to call May summer because I don't know. June 21st to me is just not summer. It gets hot in May, right? It can get hot in May. You know, hosting your event safely truly will continue to depend on its location, uh, how many guests you've invited, and as always, here in Michigan, it will depend on the weather. And this bears repeating, if it's just not going to work for this year, that's okay. It's okay. There's no shame in changing it. It's fine. Just let me and your other vendors know as soon as you know, and we can try to move things around. Now, I've said it before, but our goal is to keep you as a client. So before we just cancel outright, let's, let's look at all of our options. And I get it. You've been planning this day for quite a while, and then you know, things happen, right? Look at last year. Last year happened. I've shared this on a previous episode. I was going to be spending my 10-year wedding anniversary in Hawaii. To this moment, <laughs> Rosanna and I are still salty about that perfect trip that we had planned for our 10-year wedding anniversary. I celebrated my 40th birthday. It was supposed to be a big blowout bash. While I still celebrate it with, with, with family, with our pods, uh, you know, it was still special. But we did what we had to do. And we made it work. We were flexible. See, we're all in this together. And, and truly... I know you're, you're planning a special day to be perfect the way that you want it. You've chose a specific day because maybe it has a meaning to you. There's nothing I want more than to give you the day you've always dreamed of. But if I and your other vendors can be flexible, you can too. I promise you we will find something that works. Really, I mean, if, if for some reason vaccine rollout slows or, or just comes to a halt, 
there's nothing we can do about that. So we'll just have to work around it and do our best. So don't hesitate to postpone if you need to. All of us are here for you. All right. So we're, we're all here for you in that. Now, I will say that just in, in doing research for the episode, you know, Dr. Fauci's estimates don't provide promise for the fall season. Dr. Fauci's the he's the man, right? He's the go-to for all of these news networks and everyone getting into, um, uh, you know, uh, getting into the details of COVID and what are we going to do? Um, so obviously Dr. Fauci's the go-to. His estimates just don't show good signs for the fall season. Me personally, I, I feel like he's looking at it from a very conservative standpoint, just to be safe, and that's totally fine. There, there are many experts out there that feel good about your odds for a fall wedding, and if you feel it in your gut, just pull the trigger and let's move your date. There's, there's no shame there. If you want to get really crazy, if we're looking into next year, hypothetically, just hear me out, if we're looking into next year, it's safe to say we'd be out of the woods with most of this um, outbreak. You know, you've already waited a year. What's one more, right? So, yeah, why not? I mean, the, more, the longer you wait, the easier this whole thing becomes. We didn't know much about it. We heard some stuff about it in 2019. January 2020 came. We thought, oh, it's not going to hit here. March 13th, boom, game over. And, uh, well, maybe the week of March 11th. Was it Mar March 13th? I, thought, I feel like it was Friday the 13th. At least that's the, the date that sticks out in my head because of the, the wedding I had the next day. But, you know, you've already waited a year. What's one more? Right. As far as the vaccine goes, I, uh, with all of these unknowns in place, I think you still need to think like MacGyver. You know, uh, for you younger kids out there, MacGyver was a uh, show in the 80s. Uh, he basically was ready for any situation. Uh, if you're hip to any of the, uh, the modern day references, you might want to reference MacGruber, which is a very similar takeoff on that from Saturday Night Live. But yeah, MacGyver was ready for anything. And no matter what type of event you're hosting, I think you should plan on implementing the standard safety measures until we're seeing much greater widespread vaccination. So remember, as of this recording, this moment right now, not even 20% of people in the U.S. have been fully vaccinated. So it's my feeling that we need to continue on acting as if this thing is out of control. Now, I'm not saying we need to restrict ourselves. Uh, if, if you've already seen maybe on, on the website, I updated the um, promotional video for this year. The frequently asked questions uh, video is there as well. I'm going to be sticking with some distance with the, with the elbow bumps, fist bumps at the very best. Uh, but, you know, we don't need to restrict ourselves, but for sure we should all just be using common sense. There is a doctor, I'm, I hopefully I don't chop up his name, his name is Niket Paul. He's a, an MD, an assistant professor of clinical medicine at uh, Turo College of uh, Osteopathic Medicine. And he reminds us that it takes a minimum of 80% successful vaccination throughout the country to achieve herd immunity. You've heard this term of herd immunity, right? Based on the trend of where we're at, that means it's going to take a while. Think about where we are. Not even 20% uh, of people have been vaccinated. It's been a few months. It's going to be a few months more and a few months more until we get to that 80% threshold where we start seeing this herd immunity. So because of that trend, it is going to take a while. And another point that Dr. Sanpal makes is that because there are varying numbers of people getting vaccinated and at different times, it's almost impossible to predict which of your guests will be protected. And then if there are other people in their lives who aren't vaccinated yet, then they still may be susceptible to COVID. So 
it's how it's still really, really hard to control. We tried with contact tracing. People felt it was an invasion of privacy. I don't blame them. It completely makes sense. Uh, but until we get a handle on the numbers, we're not going to know for sure. So the guideline could change. But for now, we need to stick to what we know. I, I, think that's, I think that's what we need to do safely is just continue to protect ourselves the way we did as if this thing just started yesterday. So as we get into that, let me just quickly remind you of some other ways we can, we can have our parties and still protect ourselves. I think the biggest thing, because even though they don't want us to have fun or you think they might not want us to have fun, obviously the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is looking out for us. You know, they've given us regulations to follow. It's a no-brainer. You may not like those regulations, but they're there. And again, if you don't know what they are, I've got them directly linked at MotorCityHDJ.com in the COVID section there. Just make sure to keep yourself up to date about what uh, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has put in place. Social distancing would be part of that. Maybe a smaller guest list would help. Obviously, a bigger event space where we can space out uh, would be the best way to do this. So keep in mind, I can always make the party fun. I don't need a huge crowd. You, you've hired the right guy. Let's all work together and, and um, you know, follow those regulations. I think that's a good place to start. Food-wise, I think we should, you know, I've, I've talked about this on a couple of the other episodes, but I think we need to avoid the buffet or self-serve dining. Now, I get it. Buffet and family style are usually cheaper. They're more convenient. But it makes the most sense to have the venue staff be the only ones dishing out the food. The venue staff or the food service staff, one of the events last October that I did uh, with all of this, they had barbecue. I'm always thankful for that. So thank you for the barbecue. You know who you are. <laughs> but with that, the food service staff, they were the ones dishing out the food. And that makes complete sense. There's a good chance they're already using proper sanitation protocol. So that's just another way to stop transmission of germs. All right, so let's maybe stick, uh, stay away from the buffet or self-serve dining. And if you have to go that route, just make sure you've got a limited amount of people touching the serving devices for the food, the serving implements for the food, and uh, we can minimize the risk there. Uh, of course, I, you're going to need to think long and hard about your seating chart. I know that's usually one of the greatest points of stress for most people in the event planning is the seating chart. But now, think about this. Because of COVID, the decision has been made for you. How about that? right? <laughs> Think about it. Now there's no stress about, well, we can't sit down with them because they didn't get along. So now, hey, they don't have to get along because if you're keeping people of the same pods at the same table, now you're minimizing the spread even more, right? So the seating chart, that's another area where I feel like uh, we can control this. And of course, um, last but not least on this uh, mini list here, make that mask mandatory. It's not fun. I get it. We've all been getting used to life with this new accessory, and for some it's an inconvenience, but the science is there. If we all wear them, we slow transmission. And even if everyone has been vaccinated, it's still not a bad idea. Um, and you'll see me this year. I actually have a custom masks on the way for yours truly here. Uh, somewhat uh, festive, as it were, representing the Motor City HDJ brand without being to branding, but um, yeah, just another way to, another little touch of, of uh, how I can maximize my impact on your event. So, I mean, plus if we all wear masks, I mean, we can still have fun and we can have fun on the dance floor and still feel safe enjoying the event. If we're all wearing masks, it's not a big deal, but if only some people are, well, you know, do the math there. 
Now, about getting vaccinated before your event. I get it that the vaccine is still relatively new in most areas. Some people are, are down to get it. Others are apprehensive. And both attitudes are totally understandable. Uh, I was, uh, just to be very real with you, I was very hesitant at first to get mine. I think Rosanna was more excited to get me scheduled than I was. And you know, I had a ton of questions. How will my body react? Uh, how effective will it be? Is it really necessary since I haven't been anywhere or around anybody outside of my small pods of family members? Um, you know, how safe is it? But I will say unequivocally, hands down, the right decision for me and my family was to get vaccinated because it is safe. And the reality is it's a big deal. You've heard that phrase a few times now in this episode. It's a big deal to offer a vaccine for a global pandemic. Think about it. If it weren't safe, they wouldn't be offering it. A year ago, or a year and some change ago, we discovered this variant of this coronavirus, and now we have a vaccine for it a year and some change later. So that's a big deal too. And the FDA, right, they're the ones that have to evaluate these vaccines. They have one job, and that one job is to highly scrutinize and evaluate the safety of medicines and vaccines. That's all they do. If you say I have a new drug, a new medication, a new vaccination, they evaluate it and they scrutinize it. Uh, there's a professor at UNLV, uh, Brian Labus, I believe is how you say his name, of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. He's an expert in outbreak investigation, and he advises that the FDA wouldn't approve these vaccines if they weren't safe. He says that they evaluate all of that data to ensure confidence in their safety uh, because once a vaccine is released, the FDA continues to monitor and evaluate the safety of them. So if, there, if there's a very rare side effect, which can happen from time to time, but if there's a very rare side effect, they can identify it. And he, uh, he obviously recommends getting familiar with a safe and effective vaccine. And quite honestly, Motor City, I do too. I highly recommend you getting familiar with a safe and effective vaccine. And I can't tell you how much better I feel about being able to play for you this year, having had just even the first dose as I sit here right now of the, of the Moderna vaccine. To be candid, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, the injection site on my arm got progressively more sore. Uh, but again, as I'm recording this, most of that pain has gone away. I'm rubbing my arm and it, it seems to have uh, subsided. I, I will say that I did feel some slight fatigue uh, for a couple days after, but that's about it. And that was this week, just this past Tuesday was the appointment. It is now Saturday, so Tuesday to Saturday, and most of the pain in the arm is gone, a little tenderness still. Uh, but I, I just, I feel great now, and, and I do have a, that peace of mind that I'm doing the right thing for you, for my family, for myself, and everyone that I get to party with. And so once your number gets called, step on up and do your thing. If you feel that's the right choice for you, it's free. No one is turned away, so there's no reason not to get vaccinated. All right? That's it. Hopefully, you've got some more insight on what this year could look like with the availability of several vaccines as far as planning and protection and procedures and all that. As always, uh, I am ready at a moment's notice should you feel the need to reschedule your event. And if we have to shuffle things around, it's okay. We'll do what we have to. Uh, to make that adjustment. Um, but um, in the meantime, Motor City, stay safe, wear a mask, and I cannot wait to party with you soon. 